Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. Welcome to the October 4, 2019 Quadcast, or as my grandfather used to say, 10-4, good buddy. First up, game, set, match. No one really knows if chemotherapy works, or at least if its efficacy is worth the toxicity for soft tissue sarcoma of the extremity and trunk. While we have a pretty good idea of which sarcomas are at the highest risk for badness, you know, high grade, greater than five centimeters in size, that doesn't necessarily mean more intensive therapy changes anything. Here's an NCDB analysis that looks at outcomes among patients with such high-risk sarcoma treated with neoadjuvant radiation and salvage surgery between 2006 and 2014, thanks to the publication in Cancer by Chowdhury. Among 884 patients, roughly a quarter received chemotherapy concurrent with radiation. On unadjusted analysis, Overall survival at five years was 56% after neoadjuvant radiation and 72% after neoadjuvant chemoradiation. We know what you're thinking. Biased much? At least the addition of chemotherapy remained a significant predictor of longer survival on multivariate analysis. And to top it off, there's propensity score matching. Because, you know, it wouldn't really be an NCDB analysis without it. Match cohorts, 212 each, still showed a large discrepancy in survival at five years without versus with the addition of chemotherapy to neoadjuvant radiation, 55% versus 70% respectively. Again, chemotherapy remained predictive of survival on multivariate analysis. So what's the bottom line? A modern, randomized trial assessing the benefit of adding concurrent systemic therapy to neoadjuvant radiation for high-risk soft tissue sarcoma of the extremity and trunk is probably warranted. Tons of the data that we currently have, be what it may, on the subject of immunotherapy suggests a powerful synergy with a combination of immune checkpoint inhibition and radiation therapy. The most popular theories behind this synergism have focused on how radiation helps the systemic efficacy of immune checkpoint inhibitors by kickstarting a host tumor immune response through amplification of tumor antigen presentation. Here, we have a pretty neat study by Lang in Cancer Discovery that demonstrates the reverse, how immune checkpoint inhibitors actually help radiation do its job locally. It all centers on ferroptosis. Say what? Yes, I said ferroptosis. It's a little known but still fatal pathway of cell death resulting from an iron dependent, hence the name, accumulation of lipid peroxide. This potential component of the interrelationship between immune checkpoint inhibitors and radiation clicked in these authors' minds when they noted. CD8 T-cells modulate tumoral ferroptosis, which also happens to be a mechanism of cell death following radiation. Here, 
They actually show that immune checkpoint inhibitors enhance tumor death via increased ferroptosis following local radiation. More specifically, immune checkpoint inhibitors ramped up interferon gamma release from CD8 T cells while radiation ramped up ATM. And together, these pathways synergistically reduced cysteine uptake, which enhanced tumor lipid oxidation, which, you guessed it, increases ferroptosis and subsequently improves tumor control. In case you want to know more, check out the link in our newsletter to the ferroptosis video that will be some of the most interesting 2 minutes and 41 seconds that you could utilize today. The bottom line is, ferroptosis is a slick pathway of radiation-induced cell death that looks to be enhanced by immune checkpoint inhibitors. Next up, salvage yard. The recently reported Radicals RT trial suggests early salvage for biochemically recurrent prostate cancer is a good strategy. So how many people are actually employing it? Of over 1,000 patients in a Michiganian prospective surgical cohort with detectable post-op PSA, less than a third received salvage radiation. The biggest predictor was, you guessed it, practice where the patient was receiving care, with some offering it 73% of the time and some only 7% of the time. Finally, skinny white girl. The stereotype of osteoporotic fractures. This cross-sectional study by Pedersini and JAMA Network Open of postmenopausal women with early stage breast cancer indicates that aromatase inhibition flips that stereotype on its head as having more than the median quote-unquote fat body mass was associated with a greater than 50% increase in vertebral fractures. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.